welcome back to us, to the What Have You podcast. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And I just I just opened my phone to record us, and the last recording was a straight up month ago. It was one I, month to the I day. Think it, no, we did the video. We did. We did that. It speaks to the nature of the situation. <laughs> There's so much situation and so much nature of the situation. That I, we need to back this thing up and start fresh. Reverse. Let's, yeah, let's, let's it, update. Our lives have changed up, so much that we should just reintroduce date. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Starting over. We've had life twists, life turns. Plot twists. <laughs> plot twists plot and twists changes. abound. Yep. Mine's not plot twisting. Mine's just frantic. Yours is just heading along. Hurtling along. Yours is just going towards the major, the major oh, yeah. things you oh, yeah. knew were coming, yeah. I suppose. It's, it's all happening. The plot twist at our house is me being pregnant. That's the <laughs> plot twist. And that also, if you could see me right now, that also would explain why I look like despair warmed over. No, somehow. no, actually you look incredibly peppy compared to how things have been. Good, good. Since the last time. Because I'm podcasting. I mean, look, I'm doing so good. I'm podcasting. No, you guys, you can just tell by her voice that she is... Over the last month, we couldn't have podcasted even if she was lying flat in bed the whole time because you could sense the wan gray color. Oh, man. Yeah. It's been sick. It's been real, 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 real real sick. sick. It's been real sick and real funny. I mean, funny because you don't expect yourself to launch back into that all of a sudden. I felt like in a lot of ways, this surprise pregnancy is felt like a first time like in spite of the fact that we have seven children this has felt like the first time we've ever done this like there's (laughs) even all the way back to when we took a pregnancy test and we behaved like people who've never done that before (laughs) which is really funny because i feel like actually we're quite experienced at the pregnancy tests and and what it means and everything but it was Mm -hmm. very funny because even when I was like, I think I should get a pregnancy test, I still don't think I thought it was really a possibility. It was more like just to rule things out. Kind of due diligence. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like probably yeah. that would be the right thing to check on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really didn't think that that's what we were looking at. Yeah. And so when we got Luke grabbed a pregnancy test, and then it was so funny because the the yes, you're pregnant line burst upon the scene first in a brilliant hot pink like a solid minute before the control line has appeared yeah which and then in that whole time we behaved like people who can't read a a simple (laughs) chart (laughs) because i'm like i think i think that means i'm pregnant looks like that's the control line i'm like i i don't think it is and we're like looking back and forth at the directions like look it's on the other side of the oval. Like, like it must mean I'm pregnant. We were, it was very funny and it is still very funny. It feels very yeah. novel. Well, it is novel. It's a whole, uh, every way you look at it from the way everyone novel. has responded to finding out that I am pregnant. You would think that everyone would plan to do a surprise pregnancy late in life because I was like, the excitement levels it's hilarious i think my own excitement level will really go up after i am not like it's hard i mean i am i'm excited about it but it's very hard to be 
You're not out of the woods at all. No, I'm in the part where you're like... The only reason she's with whoa. us today is that the last few days have been... Yeah, I'm doing better because I got... I do... I, as I always do, the Unisom and B6 combination. And then I've been drinking water in the night. And actually, the days when I do really bad are the days when I was too tired and I never woke up mm. in the night. Mm-hmm. I don't drink my water in the night. Yeah. And that means bad things for the next day. <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, oh, no. Because in the night, I drink water and I feel sometimes like I'm trying to race myself to go to sleep before I have to yeah. get up and oh, yeah. get like you lay there just like oh no go to sleep Rachel go to sleep go to <laughs> yeah. sleep but and yeah. so far I have been able to I have gotten back to sleep but then if I'm too tired to wake up in the night yeah no then that's not handy because then you wake up in the morning and I'm like oh no yeah what have I done yeah so it's been but you've been doing that and you've been doing that and changed. then yeah my first long time ago my first pregnancy I tried Reglan which was did nothing for me like just nothing I, yeah. I don't but I didn't think Unisom and B6 did anything for me yeah. either until I went off of it one time and I discovered <laughs> that actually it was the one thread to keeping levels. me alive <laughs> yeah. yeah the Unisom and B6 is I think the way that I can sort of stay out of the hospital that's my but it doesn't it's not like you feel healed no you just manage to somehow not no but the fact that you're sitting not lying i know so then i ended up really big deal but it's funny because i have had lots of experience one time my doctor wanted me to try zofran and that is like marked in my personal history as the, (laughs) the darkest time ever the worst <laughs> it could possibly be because the Zofran I think it's kind of a big gun and not really that not really necessarily that helpful hold on right hi sweetie yeah no draw the picture I'll come look at it when I come in there's a pencil right by my bed okay take your muddy shoes off when you go in Moses is on summer break yep the first day. He's living a big life. He's going to draw a picture of a war of with the break. pencil that's by my bed and eat a Tootsie Roll. That's wow. what he's going to yeah. do. Sounds so, like summer break to me. I know. So, Zofran, though, put me on a real treat when I did that because I had to go off the Unison and B6. This is, mm. and, um, and they put me on Zofran. And then what happened is I threw up more than usual. I got a headache like you have never imagined. It was the kind of headache that, like, is like putting your head in a vice. It was yeah. unbelievably, like, my head is, like, throbbing, like, hurt so bad. And then you get constipated. So it's sort of like, what's not to love about this? What's, like, just nonstop puking? I think it was in a Zofran rich time of my life that I passed out and fell off the toilet. Like, oh, I mean, no. so- Like, there was a lot of, it was really bad. And then when I got, and you know, with things like that, they're like, you have to give it some time to find out if it's going to work. And oh my word, I don't remember how much time it was, but it was vastly too much time that we had to do with that. And then in that time, then when I went off of it, it took then days to build back up the Unisom B6, like to get back. 
All that to say, when people ask me if I'm interested in Zofran, I'm like, <laughs> guess what? Totally not interested. Like, would never like to repeat that <laughs> journey again that I that I did that one time. It is but terrible. But all this is to say, I realized this time that I have a lot more tricks now, like the yeah. Unisamon B6 in the water and the ways that we kind of live Manage than I it, did yeah. the first time. Right. So we tried the Raglan again because I can do that with the Unisama mm. B6. And that, my friends, is why I have moments why where I can sit up. up. And her yeah. voice sounds like a I person. might be a little bit alive. Yeah, it's really Yay. great. It's really and, great. And it's, it's actually... Um, no, because for the last I'll month, tell you, if I talked to Rachel in the morning, it'd be she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> if I talked to her in the afternoon, it'd be like, <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, it was really bad. Afternoons I'm doing a lot bad. better at keeping some food down yeah. now, which is great. Yeah. And the funny part about it, it's not funny. You know, I remember even as a little girl having something that really hurt me. I think I had sprained my ankle or something. You know, like it was mm-hmm. something that was very, the kind of pain you're just not forgetting. You're yeah. just sitting there with it. Yeah. And I remember being like, but my elbow doesn't hurt. Yeah. I'm like, my fingers are fine. Like, yeah. why can I not think of all the things that mm-hmm. are working just mm-hmm. fine? And I feel like this is, being morning sick like this, is such a good, it's such a good reminder of how much you always have to be yeah. so thankful for that yeah. you just don't. Exactly. Normally, you don't get up and, like, notice, wow, I can, like, stand up and yeah. I can walk across the room. Look at me go. Yeah. What a treat. Yeah. You know, normally when you can stand up and walk across the room, it's, we're all full of sort of like, eh, I have to do the dishes or I have to do whatever. Right. It's funny what a radical gift this has felt like all of a sudden. Because, because the hardest thing about being really morning sick is that you know how long it's going, like it's It's long and you're not ever thinking tomorrow I'll be better. Because you've got probably another six weeks of this. Well, no, it's important that you really do the math. So, it would be like five weeks and four days. Oh, good. We're down you know, under six. You yeah. got to You got to start. It's just a second now, Rach. I know. Five weeks is nothing. Five weeks The month be fine. of June, it's yeah. not anything to worry about. It'll be... I'm, well, and we should also draw attention to the fact that, yes, it is the month of June. It is the wedding. It is Rachel was going to be doing a lot of the things, but she's oh, not. Yeah. She's for not the wedding for do our the oldest things. graduating from high school. Yeah. For and actually the Reglan, the big gift here of the Reglan is that I am no longer wondering if I'll be able to go to graduation yeah. or if I'll be able to go to the mm-hmm. wedding. I'm confident that we yeah. can find a way to drag me in yeah. to these events. Yeah. It'll be something else. But we do have, like, last week, like, well, the week before last, Jemima was graduating from NSA, Uh and that was big, and I, but it was also, like, I had the president's dinner, and we had the graduation, and reception, and party for Gemma. I was a huge contributor through all of this. Yeah, all of that was great. And then, um, Rachel did attend the party for Jemima, looking the color of putty and trying not to notice that anyone had food. <laughs> did you, did you know about my big exhibition though at your house? I don't think you did. I don't know if I told you about sure this. I'm not sure what exhibition you mean. So I don't know. 
it was how I handled the graduation party. I did a really nice job there at that. I Well, I know you just had to stay on the porch for a while, not come in to where it smelled well, like onions. <laughs> that was at the beginning of the time, yeah. Because I had made caramelized onion dip, and so that yeah. was that was and I not have one of my pregnancy sisterly gifts. No, Megan doesn't no. care about me at all. It was not, one of, one was not of thoughtful. My, one of my uh, superpowers is noticing that people have been eating onions right now. Onions, it's garlic and onions. It's like the whole world is plagued with them right now. But it was really funny because I did sit on the porch for a little while. But then I came in and I just tried to be a big mouth breather. Yeah. You know, just try to not notice yeah. Yeah. whatever's happening. Yeah. Well, there was just a moment where I was like, I got, I got to go puke and yeah. I got up and started hoofing it to the your bathroom yeah <laughs> but somebody else was coming along on their way to the bathroom and I was like I gotta go first <laughs> <laughs> like passing in the passing lane through your kitchen <laughs> you're gonna have to hold it but then someone was in the bathroom oh, no. so I burst out onto your back porch oh, I'm and sorry. no Becca it was That's really not it the was, place that anybody wants to puke no on it the was back porch. it was actually really funny I had a I had a puke bag with me so oh. I I but I burst onto the back porch and then began a an yeah. episode yeah. But your neighbors right across the alley had a party going. Like, <laughs> like, I burst onto the scene of their party. Like, they're talking and eating and having beer or something. Yep. And I yep. blasted out with a full view of them, whoever it was <laughs> that was standing there, and then began. That's amazing. My exhibition. And then I retreated as soon as I could <laughs> and went out on the side porch. Like, I was like, where is there that's yeah, not like no. in someone else's party it's right now? It's not good when you live so on I, a corner. Yeah. So I ended up on your side porch mm. hunkered down by oh, that right. buffet thing that you oh. had out there. But then Nate like, arrived with a bunch of the kids. They all pulled up right oh. out. Well, so I greeted guests from my squatting. Oh, it was fine. It was not a big it's deal. But I, goes, I liked you know? breaking into the neighbor's party <laughs> like that. Like, And it was sort of, by the time I did that, it was a bit of an emergency going. So it wasn't like, you yeah. just don't have time to consider no. what you're doing. No. I'm like, hello! You know, it was, yeah, it was terrible. No. But well, it's right. they it's an Airbnb. They they are people from elsewhere. They could leave a bad review for never your neighbor. you again. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, all man. that to say, but it's really is fine. And as I have told my kids, I've never looked at any of them and thought, but it's too bad I had to throw up. Right. You know, know. like the cost is yeah. so low compared to what you're getting. Yeah. But it is hard to keep the perspective on it <laughs> while you're in the middle of it. You know, and you haven't, you haven't had to get an IV. No, on this I haven't. One yet. Nope. And that, you know, that's not always we, a given. There were some, no, there was a time when I... How many of years have you ended up on an IV? I think the only time I really had to do it was with the twins. I did with Belle. Yeah, I remember talking to you because I had to get it, but I didn't know it was twins yet. And mm, I was, yeah. and I was like, you had to have an IV. And you were like, yeah. And I said, were you just so much sicker? with Belle and you were like no it just kind of spiraled out of control because I was like no you were so much sicker <laughs> I remember just being like no the narrative I, I was need. like no I was probably the sickest with Knox but we and managed I was like to stop talking yeah. maybe you're wrong yeah. you were so much sicker but as it turns out this is just one baby 
I have to be real that I'm not sad about that. I loved having twins, but I think I really needed my youth yeah. on my side in yeah. that episode because yeah, so. it almost killed me then and mm-hmm. it would almost for mm-hmm. sure kill me now. Mm-hmm. But totally aside from this, life is just pounding along. It here. is because last week Judah had to go down to Southern Idaho with Ben because the lacrosse team made it to state and Ben's the coach. So the whole team had to go down missing the first few days of the week. Then Judah also made it to state in track, as did Lena and Amira. Technically, and he made Seamus. it to state in field. Well, field, yes. Yeah. Track and field. He threw mm-hmm. a shot put. Um, <clears throat> he put the shot. Yeah. Track for short. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, basically, the gang of cousins was all going down to southern Idaho for the second half of the week for state. And it is like a... For lacrosse, it's like a 10-hour drive. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, a big, long, long drive. Anyway, so there was all of that, you know, shooting around here and there and everywhere, up and down the state. But also, it's finals this week. So last week was review. So I'm, like, trying to teach. And I've got half the class gone here, half the class gone there, another half of the class. I don't know where they are. <laughs> and you're reviewing for finals. But yeah. You, you can't know who got what reviewed when. And then um, now I'm up to my neck in finals. And then the kids graduate. Lena, Amira, Judah graduate on. And Lena's cousin, Monica. And Judah's, and Judah's cousin, 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 Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> it's a daisy chain of five co- cousin chains. Yeah, we've got a cousin of a cousin of a cousin of a cousin all graduating together. And that's happening Saturday. And I'm speaking at it, so I have to finish writing a speech. I'm supposed to be showing up for my last intensive week of oh the gosh, MFA right. in Next June. Week? Oh no! A I don't. More? I am not feeling confident that I'm going to make an no. appearance. But no. it seems like it's the last one. I think I can, can probably you zoom. zoom. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably best for everyone if I don't <laughs> if I don't try to roll myself in there. Come with birth bags. Yeah, it's just not it's not a nice way to do it for people. <laughs> so, but the uh, we get through this week, through finals, through graduation, and then we have two weeks till the wedding, in which to pull off more than is pull-offable. Pull-offable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all right. We'll live. It is. Well, the thing is, June 11th is the wedding, and June 12th is going to come at the same rate that it always does. So, we're having such a good time with life transitions and things all over the family right now. We are. We are. It's too many different emotions colliding and getting in a log jam Mm -hmm. at once Mm -hmm. in It actually reminds me of that great Woodhouse, isn't it? The clicking of Cuthbert. Isn't that one? Well, I don't know. The golf one where he's trying to impress the girl that he's in love with. But he's, like, just determined to not swear. Mm. He's like, like, I will not use any, you know, he's trying to be such a gentleman around her for whatever reason. And I think that she, I feel like she really likes him, except that she's just really bothered. It's a golf story somehow. She's very bothered that he is... Too mild mannered. Too mild mannered. When the golf goes wrong. Yeah, when the golf is going wrong, he's not. He's just acting. He's saying things like fiddlesticks or whatever. (laughs) And then 
it happens. Some big episode happens and it just comes uncorked and he, <laughs> but the description is so funny because it was, a, it's about all the words that are rushing out and the, the, how they start like grabbing hands and, and forming chains. <laughs> and I love it because what else can like, he doesn't <clears throat> ever swear himself. No, he just no. He tells a hilarious story about it and that, and, uh, and how this, all of these words come flooding out in great, in great chains and groups. Torrents. Torrents. And what I'm saying is the emotions feel like they, they might do. be doing that do. on us they here are. pretty soon. In fact, they are, yeah. You know. It's the truth. There's too many of them. Too many, yeah. And then they might start bursting forth in odd pairings. <laughs> I know. You know. At times when you probably don't want it to happen. No. I was, we were laughing yesterday that I'm like, yeah, I think we have a real chance at me, like, totally losing the grip at Lena's graduation. <laughs> I was like, Luke, are the two of us going to turn into, like, blubbering, sobbing people at a high school graduation, <laughs> which is not, is actually not our, that's no. not the kind of thing no. that I would expect us no. to you know but let's just hope that if somebody does it it's you not me because i don't want to do it you should do it you should get it all oh yeah don't do it at the podium don't do that i was thinking get it all out before the wedding but then again then again maybe you just get something started that you couldn't stop well right no you gotta you gotta keep a stiff upper lip here yeah think of other things don't be i honestly can't the thing is, actually, I don't even know if I've said this on the podcast, but this is my last year teaching. Like, I am finishing teaching in two days. Yeah. It is the last Merkel at Logos, you know, this week. Yeah. And I can't even, like, pause to reflect, really, on it. Because no. we're just galloping. And I'm, like, on an ordinary year. Like, let's say it was five years ago. If I was down to two more days of school, just be like... It's only two more days. I'm so excited. The day after tomorrow, it's going to be done. This is so fun. And I'm just, I am so just staring at it in like a stone cold, like, hmm, this isn't enough time <laughs> to get it done. <laughs> because oh, it's like because that. there's just too many things. So anyway, this is the last, there's a lot of lasts happening. And Judah graduating, who is my baby. You're having your oldest graduate. I'm having my youngest graduate. Well, what makes me laugh is that this last year was the first year that I had all of my kids in school, school. all day. Yeah. And now this next year, I will have one out the top oh, and one at home. Oh, I mean, I'm going to so have the baby and the college student I know, I know. not at It's school. really crazy. But at I, the middle six. Yeah. At school at all school. day. And the thing about it is that I'm looking at, like, the summer and thinking, I cannot, <coughs> like, I literally <coughs> cannot think about what it will be in the middle of June. Like when I hit the middle of June, I don't know what happens then because I'm just sort of like everything, the long series of finish lines. We've had too many finish lines all in a row. June 11th is the last one. I'm like June 12th. I've got nothing. I've got no ideas. You, that's me. Maybe when you'll find me having a strange, I have something that I want to bring emotional mashup. I have realized that I need to bring this up. Bring it up. <clears throat> Do it. Um, okay. Here's what I want to bring up. Because this has recently come to my attention. And, and 
I just think it's from the total pits of hell. Okay. So I'm Why just not bring, bring something up from the total pits of okay, hell? Okay, I'm going to actually look it up. I'm going to look it up. I think that this is important enough for us to talk about okay. that I'm going to look up the the actual... I have a screenshot is that, of, of this. I, I can guess any number of things this could be. It could be Jory Micah biting the cop. Well, Jory Micah it could has be been... Uh, the Women's March announcing that they are they're kicking off their summer of rage. It okay. could be... No, this is... Okay. This is bad. Okay. Ready. I'm ready. Okay. I And I'm just telling you because... Oh, it just makes me mad. I don't like to go around being that person who's like, let's worry about everyone else. Are you reading right now? Or are you I'm commenting? Fi- I'm trying to find the post. Sorry. Oh. I, but I couldn't I'm, tell if but that I'm was telling, where the No, I'm post just was. telling you. This is a gentle parenting oh, no. situation. Oh, no. Okay? And it is. But this is a account of people. It's called Flourishing Homes and Families. Followed by a lot of people. Like, And they say embracing gentle Christian parenting. Yeah. So this is no, I've seen their tagged stuff. as a Christian parenting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. resource. Their stuff usually has one piece in it that is totally true. And then they take that totally true thing and turn it into something real bad. Okay, here's the post that I, I haven't looked at a lot of them, but I am really bothered by this. Okay. Really feel like, I, and I just want to point out specifically the reasons why this is not actually okay. Christian parenting. Okay, right. so. We're ready. This post, toddler uh, brain development and why understanding it can help you be a better parent. Okay. Uh, five fast facts. And then it has some things to say about toddler brain development and it's none of these are things that I think um, most of them are things like a child's relationship with the adults in their life is the most important influence on their brain development I'm like I believe that that's fine no problem the last bullet point on this is spanking can impact brain development in similar ways to abuse and I'm like I I mean I'm this is the thing. It's Depend- not untrue yeah. if it was abusive spanking. If it of was course abusive it could. Spanking, yeah. Of course it could yeah. impact them in that same way. Yeah. But that's just a little thing to throw in real yeah. fast with like let me just put that in there. Yeah. Then the next slide, biblical perspective. Yeah. This is what they say. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. That's the quote. This is what yeah. Jesus does. Yeah. And they say throughout his ministry, Jesus consistently elevated the status of children. He set them as an example of how to receive the kingdom of God. He blessed them when others dismissed them and he treated them with kindness and love through his words and actions. He demonstrated how much he values children as Christian parents. Our goal should be to imitate Christ and to remember that whatever we do to the least of these, we do to him. Also true. true. That's there's nothing wrong with saying Jesus loves children. Next slide unreasonable expectations of toddlers. So now we're applying. Now we're getting to the The words of Christ. Now we go from the words of Christ and elevating children and things that actually like planting a few of these neural pathway comments. And then we bust this out. Unreasonable expectations of toddlers, self-control, sharing, stop a tantrum, pick up toys by themselves or sitting still. Yep. Unreasonable. And then they say why it's unreasonable. Self-control doesn't begin to develop until three and a half to four years old and takes years to master. (laughs) Untrue. Untrue. (laughs) I'm just like fake news. You're lying now. Like you've just made something up. I actually think that's like saying 
in a feral child. Yes. When will they first show a sign that they might have understood the concept of self-control? But I have looked at a million babies that are learning self-control when they give you that little face where they're like, maybe I will, maybe I won't, maybe I... I mean, it's just terrible. Sharing, which was unreasonable. It says why it's unreasonable. Developmentally, kids are not ready to share until age five or six. Oh, my word. Also fake news. Also big fake news. Also, the expectation seems to be in a feral child yeah, situation. Right, right? right? Like, if they are totally untaught, yeah. totally undisciplined. If they are raised by wolves. Let's just be real. Totally unloved. Yeah, exactly. Like, for you to let a child make it to age five or six without oh, yeah. having shared... You have hated that child. Like you and this is the thing. And we have a Bible verse. Well, this for that. is my point. And the point is that they're like, oh, the biblical perspective on children. Actually, there's a lot more biblical all perspective right. on all of these. Like maybe points. folly is bound up in the heart of a child. Yes. The rod of correction will drive, drive it, it far from him. Yeah. And maybe not in an abusive way. No, maybe in not. a loving way. Yeah. And then stop a tantrum. Emotional regulation begins to develop around age four, uh, and it takes decades to yeah. practice consistently. Well, that might let's be why <laughs> some some people who shall remain nameless are biting cops. Yes, but <laughs> let's just let's just take a moment and notice that this little why it's unreasonable to expect a toddler to stop a tantrum would also apply to why it's unreasonable to ask a mom to stop yeah. a tantrum. Why the wife can't be stopped. It can take decades to or, practice Or this. a husband can't be stopped nobody, when he's having a tantrum. Nobody may stop having a tantrum <laughs> if they haven't had decades also, of neural pathways. I just, here's the thing. I just need to say this. And it is so important that you understand worldview level commitments and philosophies because you can put a little Bible verse in there about Jesus yeah. and the children and it looks like and it's, this but is it biblical. Is, this is straight hellish parenting. But this is so not yeah. Christian parenting. And when it says pick up toys by themselves and then it says why it's unreasonable, their attention span and the ability to t- determine which steps to take do not develop until around age seven. Well, the thing is about this is that this is an old, old story. And and what it is, is the romantic worldview, which is a terrible, terrible, kind of a God-hating the, situation. The Rousseau, noble, well, the kind of a noble savage. It's the, the noble like, savage yeah. thing. So what it is, is if you just go back and look at the romantics, who were a sorry bunch of messes, um, when you deny orthodoxy, which they all did, you have to come up with an idea about where sin comes from because sin is undeniable right so if you're a orthodox christian we know that original sin comes from within us it yeah. does not arrive later that's the original yeah the it's it's in there and it just needs sufficient and then if time you're totally isolated yeah totally it'll come it'll out it'll come out it'll you come out can you've do got it. it it's in your heart and so for the orthodox christian you have to address it in the heart. Mm-hmm. But when you say, okay, there's obviously problems in this world. There's obviously sin is a, a thing or evil is a thing or bad behavior is a thing. Where is it coming from? It has to be outside, right? Because if we are born innocent, if we are born good, then the sin arrives somehow Some elsewhere, other way. you know, from, from elsewhere. So that's why so they they're saying, went they're basically for, saying your neural pathways are not developed enough. So it can't, it cannot be sinned. 
what right but what i mean is like the, so the romantics thought like the noble savage idea is if you were to go find sort of an untouched tribe they somewhere sort of civilization closer to nature civilization brought yeah sort it's, of it's institutions and civilization and society that brings these problems so if you were to go out and find a tribe that was untouched by these institutions they would be closer to nature and if you're closer to nature you are closer to good right because mm -hmm. innocence is in nature and then you have um, and they're like oh sharing will naturally arise at the age of six if right you're just but treating them the romantics also had a thing about children because yeah. children are as yet untouched by civilization mm -hmm. and so basically um the noble savage and children who are innocent and pure and closer to nature because they, well, and they are, I mean, you know, when yeah. was the last time you laid in the grass and just really looked yeah. at it and looked at the sky and, you know, like kids yeah. do that and they are, but they saw that as purity and, and so in order to achieve sanctification in some way, you've got to get back to the innocence of youth and back to the noble savage thing. The problem with this is that whenever you go find a tribe that's untouched by civilization we don't find utopia they're usually eating each eating other, each other. Yeah. yeah so and that is exactly Stacking what you will the have of their enemies on their yeah. front porches right know? and if if you leave the children <laughs> untouched that is what will happen to them because it comes from within us yeah and so this this kind of um approach to parenting is not just like ineffective parenting which it is because it will not yeah. produce a good product yeah, but it's also practicing a different faith it's unorthodox it's yeah. denying some of the basics so of our faith which is original last, sin let me read you this last part and now this is what really just just pushes me right on over the edge resources and references okay so you saw the biblical touchstone is jesus loved the children yeah. which is totally true then they get to the part where they're, here's all of our references. And guess what they all are? Here's a website, developingchild.harvard.edu slash science. developingchild.harvard.edu slash resources. Uh, News.harvard.edu, spanking children may impair their brain development. Zero to three.org and parenting for the brain. So here's the thing. This is their real Bible references. Yep. Right? What they have yep. busted out here now is that Harvard tells them yep. what to do. That's that's what it's they're like saying. God Harvard psychology. Atheistic psychology. Right. That doesn't believe in sin. That doesn't believe in like that like you're just trying you're like Tell It actually us more. doesn't believe in the soul, which is right. why they keep talking about the brain. Yes, because they're like the only thing you need to know is the brain and the brain development and all this stuff. And but makes, if you deny the soul, that's all that you have. Is yeah, the there's brain. nothing else. That's like the brain is the only thing. So this and this is just really important for Christian moms because this is the thing. This this post, it's all pink. Everything about it talks like it's super soft, loving. It's soft. Gentle. It's called gentle. It says, here's a graphic activities that promote connection. Reading together, playing together, cuddling, oh, rocking, good. singing. Yeah. Of course you Obviously. should be doing those things with your child. Yeah. Like, And everything about it presents itself like this is a yeah. loving... Yeah. And we've even spoken of Jesus in it where, you know, it's loving and Christian and fabulous, but it is actually practicing paganism, right? It's practicing. It is a version of saying, it's not like, what does God tell us about? Because, because 
there's way more specifics in scripture about how you like the, what is the nurture and admonition of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? It's not just letting it rip until they're seven and they think of self-control by themselves. Right. That's not well, the goal. It, it really is like, since we were speaking of hemlock earlier, it's as if somebody served a very beautiful salad we were, that but, had multiple yeah. great ingredients in it. Like the cherry yeah, tomatoes yeah, yeah. were on point, had a great dressing on it, threw a lot of hemlock in there. For good measure. It's actually going to go ahead and take care of the whole thing is not good good. anymore. Yeah, Yeah. the whole thing is really not good. And it's, I just think, there are a lot of moms. for understanding how a kid's brain works? Sure. Yeah. But you have to understand that all these people who are talking about it all the time are the same people. The Harvard and all of this, these are the same people that are into transitioning kids to a different gender, putting kids, all of these, I mean, there's just this horrible shooting in Texas. They're putting kids on behavioral meds, right? Like this is, this is hating what people actually are and the full orbedness of having a soul, having a, uh, like your brain is not the whole thing going on, right? So the the, right. the behavioral meds is the result of people not teaching their children how to how no. to deal with anything. And it's also weird. I don't know why it reminds me of this, but it's like refusing to teach your kids how to do things because you're like, well, if they were meant to learn how, they would figure it out by themselves. You know? Yeah. Which is very so weird. weird. But it's also kind of like, I have always disliked, um, sort of like elementary school classrooms that were decorated as if the first graders themselves were the ones who had decorated it, where it was sort of like, you know, you could elevate this a little bit, you know, like you don't Mm -hmm. have to make the font look like the kid scrawled it themselves with a backwards K. I I so love it. You know, I so love it that a friend of ours told us about how in the kindergarten classroom in his old elementary school that somebody threw a piece of American cheese that was on their sandwich like I guess <laughs> it's probably had mayonnaise on one side of it yeah and they flung it off of their sandwich and it's <laughs> slapped onto the wall and nobody ever noticed because it was an orange square <laughs> like yeah. they're like posters yeah. of yeah cir- yellow but circle you know what I mean where it's green like triangle kind of orange square obnoxious environment that is so not beautiful it's not like um it's not looking to train the kids up into like something beautiful it is like here you don't know how to draw k's so we're going to come down and it feels like kind of making fun of them yeah because it's like the kid would like to learn how to do it right and then you're gonna sit here and like turn that into a a lot of times but i think it's one of a very key parenting um thing to be aware of is that sometimes you have a kid that just is seeming kind of restless or um, like it's just before growth spurt usually of some kind like a fussy mm-hmm. baby before they learn to crawl or a grumpy mm-hmm. kid right before they toddle but that carries on into developmental things that you don't that are not nearly yeah. as obvious yeah. that sometimes you actually need to bring your kid up to the next yes. level of inclusion in yep. what's happening yep. and I think I'm just going to, this is a thing I've been thinking about, which is that the reality, like, here's what happens in the world. Christian parents want to protect their kids from sin, from 
all kinds of vices and evil things that are in the world. You're not like popping out to be like, here kids, let me show you this horrific app. Yeah. Right. Let me show you this really dark thing that's happening. You're, sure. you're not wanting to do that. But Christian parents also are protecting their children from really knowing about the consequences of that sure. sin too, because they're yeah. trying to protect them from really the whole, the whole scene. Yeah, right. But the world is putting a lot of time, money and energy into advertising the sin. Yeah. But the world also is trying to suppress the consequences of the sin. Sure. Like you, and what you end up with is a really deliberate, constant and effective ad campaign for yeah. the sin. And then everyone suppressing yes consequences and i just think that that's i i thought of that because what i was saying is you need to include your children in the next the thing that is more mature than they are like Bring like what you're talking about you're always trying to raise them up into more discernment more understanding right. and more but it's very easy to just get into a groove where you think what you think is age appropriate and then not not notice that they have outgrown yeah. that and they need to, they need yeah, you yeah. to keep bringing well, them up a level. Yeah. And I think what I was saying with the kind of like that decor and it's probably not elementary classrooms as much as like Sunday school rooms and stuff, you know, like, cause I, I realized yeah. elementary schools would not teach them how to do a backwards K, but you know what I mean? Like all the yeah, little worksheets and everything is so down Hokey. at their level in a, in a way that makes it look like they did it themselves kind of. And it's like, that's patronizing, actually. That's a little rude no, because, patronizing. Because they actually are growing so fast. Like, and yeah. that they actually are capable of noticing things yeah. so fast. And that... so I feel like this kind of parenting is similar. Where it's just yeah. kind of like, oh, I'm just going to leave you down there. And well, and there's a lot of that. See if you ever there's, notice there's by a yourself. a lot of that. I'm just going to leave you. Like, if you don't want to eat what I made for you, I'm just going to let you eat whatever you're... Oh, like yeah. I'm not oh, yeah. going to ever enforce but something. There are on a you. lot of moms who put so much, so much effort into researching every last nuance of what their kids are eating and what might be what the, the nutrition and what they need to have for their growing bodies and all this stuff. And they put a lot of effort into mm -hmm. finding out because they care a lot about that. And all I'm saying is with this kind of stuff, you need to put more effort into figuring out the worldview philosophy that so is like much buried that. inside this awful approach to raising your kids. Because of course we're not into harsh parenting. No, we're not into no, ungentle parenting. Is, no, and gentleness is clearly a good thing. But of one course. of one of the things that is uh, bizarre about it to me is like, well, I am in a place where I can say I have successfully raised seven children who have been able to control themselves, yeah. pick up toys, not have tantrums, yeah. share, and all well before and the age of thirty-seven. I'm pretty confident that none of mine have had their brains impaired. No, I mean, that's the thing is that they're not, they're not at all damaged children. But it is true that like, there is a kind of harsh parenting that is really abominable and really yeah. can stunt kids and really can also have Bible verses slapped onto it. And yeah. that is, we are equally opposed to that. Totally. That is also. I just don't feel like, and I'll just say this because I, I, maybe now that I'm having a baby, I'm going to get back into this whole world and notice what's happening. But when, back when I had Lena, 18 years ago, people, there were, at least we knew of some people who were harsher parents. Yeah. Like we knew of that trend. 
I haven't seen that in no, a long time. because it was time. like those. I can't remember like the name of the blanket training, the pearls. Y- the pearls. The pearls. Yeah. But also, the thing, and so I had But known, that's not hip right now. No, but I'm sure it is in some communities. Maybe. So there maybe. probably are communities. I just haven't seen them in a long time. And I haven't seen them yeah. presenting themselves publicly, but I don't know why. So maybe they are really a thing some places. Yeah. So that I would say, if you are the kind of parent who, like, I always minded the blanket training situation. And this is why. Because God clearly made baby. This is me falling into what sounds far more like the gentle parenting. (laughs) Clearly developmentally, babies are supposed to crawl and get into stuff and try things and try to climb the stairs and try to like, they're supposed to be doing that. So I feel like it is a really unkind thing to make a baby who Mm -hmm. is supposed to be crawling to glorify God be like, no, Obedience is you yeah. stay on a blanket because that's but more convenient. it's also equally unkind to let the kid climb the stairs and fall down and crack their head open. You no, know? totally. But what and I'm saying is, but that's I, what I mean. I it's fall like it's way more, thing. way more into the like. Your baby comes into the kitchen. I'm like, okay, this is the drawer. I don't care if you unload. Yeah. Get into this stuff while yeah. I'm making dinner. I. I don't fall into think, the do whatever you want I to do. I think it's a question of like. Is this child being raised where it is nothing but boundaries? And that boundary is 18 inches from you on every side. Oh, I just always you know get I mean? like, flicked or that's, spanked or disciplined for yeah, whatever. But it's like you may sit on this blanket and the edge is right next to you and there's nothing for you to do about it. And yeah. you've got to stay there. That's one thing. But then if you have, there's no boundaries at all. You just, you just do you no matter what. That's also really unkind. Well, and I think it's a question of like how many boundaries are there and how are they enforced and stuff. Because the kid has to so have boundaries. Our our later children, I would just, if they were in the walker, I would just move the garbage. I didn't want to try to sit by the garbage and <laughs> and tell them they couldn't touch it because it was just like... I'm not, I actually need to do some other things while they're doing, sure. while they're in the walker being entertained. Yeah. I need to not just be sitting here with the garbage in hand and yeah. flicking a little hand that keeps wanting to unload it. Right. You know, not going to do it. So I was fine with just like, I'll just move that. I'll put the garbage on the other side of the gate. So it's a non temptation. Sure. But I doing all of that and making it an easy time for them, like not having a bunch of no touches all in their face all the time. Mm-hmm. Like just making the house was a very welcoming, fun place for them. Doing all that did not mean that we were not having to discipline them because oh, right, yeah. what would happen is say you have made everything a real palace of joy for a crawling baby. They will find the one thing that they can't do. Yep. And when you pull them away from it, they will scream at you and arch their back and freak out. That is where we would be like, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a no go. Like yeah. you, you may not respond like this, but I would never want to make like I think it's that combination of you want to make it a very happy place, and one of the ways you make your home a very happy place for your kids of whatever level is by having the courage to have the fights that you need that to you have, have with to, them, yeah. which you have to have no matter what. Like like for yeah. instance, I'm saying. I was not the parent who left things they weren't allowed to touch. I didn't put like a precious 
chess set on the coffee table right. and then be like, no touch, no touch, no touch. Yeah. I didn't have that fight with them, but it doesn't matter. You have to have a fight with them. Like if, if it's not that, it will be something else. Yeah. And I just think that that's, that is being a loving parent is being yeah. willing to say this child always made me laugh so hard. Like there they are in there cute little floral union suit having just a Sin City escapade, you know, <laughs> red in the face, arching their back, screaming at you, flipping out. And you're yeah. like, wow, no matter and what see, fun I, I offer this you, is the thing this, is that here it is. Out pops the original slides, Sin. Yeah. Those slides that you, um, read from, there is no mention of Sin. And no. I think that that is my big problem with the ones I've seen of them. I think they, they also they do don't things like tend to go there. A thing that I tell people all the time to do, which is doing a do-over. Like when I yeah. would give a kid like, nope, that was bad. You go out. And when you yeah. come back in, I want you to have a cheerful face. And I want yeah. you to say, mom, could I have something to eat? Like, yeah. you know, like whatever. We do do-overs all the time. Oh, yeah. I tell people to do that. I'm like, yeah. finish on a happy note. Don't yeah. just always be like, stop fussing. Like, yeah. get to a victory. Well, they that account will say things like that. Yeah. But they act like parents also should say... I think I, I'm pretty sure it was this account that said... Um, it was basically like, sometimes I say kids the way I handled that didn't live up to my, yeah, like, or what I'm I meant not, to do. I'm not and happy with myself. I'm not happy yeah. with the way I handled that. So I'm going to do a do-over. You know what? That's just a big that's, deceiving, self-deceiving evil. Yep. Because no, it, the problem was not that you did not live up to your own standard. No. The problem is that you didn't live up to God's standard, right. that you're in sin, you know, like, and you don't say here, let me try that again. You say, would you please forgive me? Forgive me for, for my that. sin. Right. So when, when I am telling a, little kid to go out and try it again. I am telling them the way you did that was, was wrong. And I'm training you. I'm trying to give you the positive, like muscle memory of how to handle this correctly. But when I do something, I'm not training me. I'm, I have Mm -hmm. gone the wrong, like, it's not like I'm like, oh, you know what? greater light. I have sinned against greater light. A child coming in going, I'm hungry (laughs) is like, yeah, that's not the way we want to handle this. Sometimes they might be doing that because they're deep in a sin that you do have to deal with. Like, this is just sin. But sometimes it's like, no, get out of here. But my thought is though, that account doesn't really deal with sin. Like it's all about brain Mm -hmm. training, not about like soul Mm -hmm. training. And, um, and I think that you can clearly see when a little kid is fully capable of sin. And if the kid is fully capable of sin, he's fully capable of being taught obedience. Oh, so it much. shows that developmentally, if a baby, if a baby can there. scream to get something, yes, they can understand that the screaming gets them something else, right? They're clearly they, able to do cause and effect. They can <laughs> recognize the fact that they're pointing at something and screaming at you and that that was a bad approach. Like mm-hmm. they, like they can yeah. learn. They're very smart. And it, a lot of these things are not even not even difficult to no. teach a child. Like no. I think every one of my little children has so for instance, do they spontaneously combust at the age of 1 in knowing how to strategically pick up their toys? No. But how many of us have at the age of 1 
been like make it a fun game with them to show them yeah. how to pick up their toys. Oh, yeah. That is loving a child. It yep. is teaching them something. Yep. It's like, look, let's let's pick them all up yep. and help me with this. And yep. they, and they're clearly clever enough to understand the cause and effect of a tantrum. I wanted why the would Power they? Ranger. I know. She didn't let me have yeah, why, it. Why would they have a tantrum if they didn't yeah. understand cause right. and effect? And if they're clever enough to follow an if A, then B, then oh, they gosh, should also seen... be able to follow if B, then C, which is tantrums do not bring me the result no, I wish No, tantrums for. get me the result that is not the Power Ranger. <laughs> the one that is not that. Have you seen that? I, I'm just so horrified by people who post, like, so proud of... I feel like it was, like, an Italian dad and his dad. Like, it was two men standing there where there was this little girl just flipping out on the ground. in front of them and everyone was just so impressed with them because they just stood there and talked to each other and totally like let this go on and it was the most dark yeah thing it was like do you that's he who spares the rod hates hates his his child like you just hate in there that person if you loves him yeah careful to discipline yeah oh wow look at that it's in the scriptures even it's amazing and the one thing that i also it just seems so self-evidently true to me that you aren't loving that child because you are making them so unlovely to everyone yeah you are making a child that is just the worst to be around Nobody is going to be thinking, if only we could hang out more with this child that won't learn to stop having tantrums until they happen upon it themselves in their 40s. It's real I bad. mean, it's terrible. It's Anyways, I think I've really vented my spleen now about this yeah. particular. But the important thing is, I think really the heart of the matter is to ask yourself, who is the god of this of this system? What are we actually saying about reality and people and souls I think the questions sin. are like um it's kind of like in this system what is sin and how is it addressed yeah and what is god and what is man and what is the relationship between those two and this this and what account, about from what a I've child seen, is known by his doing yeah i have not really plumbed the depths of this account so i'm not trying to make universal blanket statements but the stuff i've seen from them is wildly troubling and problematic from yeah. a, from just a basic Christian orthodoxy perspective. Yeah, and I actually think, though, I'm just making it clear, it's not just this account. I think there's a million oh, yeah. versions of this oh, and yeah. a million trickle-down. Yeah. Somebody learned it from some dumb yeah. account, and, and then they're telling you in their own clear, little Instagram post. A bunch of the stuff is totally good, and that's the thing. It's not like I would take everything they no. said and say the the But the hemlock, the hemlock in the salad is really hemlock it will really take you out so don't do not think ah i'll just get into this and honestly i think it's dangerous enough that it's that it's i don't even think it's like i don't even feel like this is one of those things where you'd say oh there's lots of good takeaways the things that are true are things that i think every christian ought to easily affirm like you're not there's no knowledge there that you don't already have that like you should be kind the thing that they're bringing to the picture the new take that they're bringing, mm-hmm. that's the part that's really bad. Right. So there's no reason to... No. You don't need to read all anyone stuff, telling you no. right now that all the snuggling stuff, your child is yeah. good. All the stuff they say that's good, it's like we all we have yes. that already. Well established. Yeah. All right. Well, we've said it all We now. did. And Rachel's giving you a tip about managing morning sickness. So I think we're... My tip was really good, too. Really stay good. Stay off the Zofran. 
don't get constipated on Zofran while you're also throwing up. <laughs> it's not worth it. Haven't done that in a few years. All so right. Well, good. next time we gather together, hopefully we'll be through the graduation. We'll be able to reflect on that. And it will, next time we'll be like, wow, point. look at us getting through all these hurdles and still being alive. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be amazing. Well, thanks for all coming. Right. And until next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support this podcast and the work of Canon Press, join up at Canon Plus. Just click the link in the show notes, create an account, and have a look around.